Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Welcome to part two of 14 tips to help you with your anxiety. And uh, if you haven't already listened to part one, you can listen to this one first and then go back and listen to that one. The main intention of having part one and part two is really just so that you aren't inundated with so many options that you feel overwhelmed and you don't know what to do and it causes more anxiety. (laughs) So that's why I thought I would break these up. So I'm actually just going to get right into it. Uh, I do talk a lot about why I believe we have anxiety and um, and that sort of thing in, in the first episode, but I'll just recap it here for you now. I believe that, you know, anxiety is very often caused by too much worry about the future, uh, stress about the future, and depression is thoughts about the past. So a lot of resentment, guilt, shame, all that kind of stuff from the past. And then the worry stuff is a lot about, you know, what might happen in the future and, you know, kind of like concerns for the future and that sort of thing can really cause a lot of anxiety. So I'm going to get right into it. Lucky number eight. So one of the ways that you can overcome or work through your anxiety is to journal and that's write down all your thoughts. So I know that some people don't always feel comfortable with journaling. Journaling uh, for me is something that I sometimes do. I, I went through a period of my life where I journal quite a bit, but I don't do that as much anymore now. But I do, when I do journal, it's a lot about intention setting. It's a lot about things I want to bring about, manifestation, you know, how I want my ideal day to be, things like that. A lot of clarity seeking, I suppose you could say. So I know that uh, a lot of the guests that I have on the show really do recommend journaling as well as a way of getting out your thoughts and getting out your your concerns and um, your ideas as well. So one thing that I will say to you is that if you're thinking to yourself, girl, I'm not going to journal. I don't want to journal. I don't want to put my thoughts down on paper. And the answer is that Well, if you are worried about putting your thoughts down on paper, then after you do that, you can burn the pages, okay? Burn them, and then no one's going to see them. Or scratch them out, you know, really thick with ink so that nobody can see through the page, you know? But burning them is a really nice way of releasing as well. The thing is that if you don't get all these thoughts out of your head and put somewhere, or you aren't able to breathe them out, or you aren't able to come into your body and just quiet the mind, then they're going to continue to ruminate around in your brain, right? So it's sort of the idea that you need to empty the brain to give yourself some space for breath, for clarity, for inspiration, for no thought, right? So journaling is a really, really big one. I totally understand if that's not your thing, but I really strongly encourage you to do it because it is helpful and I have done it before. It doesn't mean that I I don't do this sometimes for anxiety. It's just not normally how I deal with anxiety. Number one, 
Uh, sorry, number nine, I mean. Number two in this series, but number nine for the part two. <laughs> okay, figure that one out. Okay, so I sort of mentioned in the last uh, part one about eating something really savoring and bringing all your senses in. But another thing that you can do is you can actually just look around in your area and you can start to notice, okay, well, what are some of the things that I can hear? And what are some of the things that I can smell? And what are some of the things that I can taste or that I can touch or that I can feel? What colors do you notice around you? And now one of the things that I'd like to encourage you to do here is to see if you can just observe without labeling everything, right? So what colors do you look around you? Can you just look at them without going, that's blue, that's red, that's green? And if you can't, that's okay. You might work up to that at some point if that's of interest to you. But it's looking around your environment. And by looking around your environment and paying attention to things around you, what this helps you to do is to get out of your head and into the moment. Number 10, meditation. Now, these are not ranked in order because if they were ranked in order, I probably would have meditation close to being one of the top two or three. But not everyone meditates, right? Not everyone is interested in meditating. And... Um, yeah, which is totally fine. But I believe that meditation is one of the most important things that you can do to help you with anxiety. So you could um, basically use them as an opportunity to be the observer of your thoughts. This really helps build in self-awareness. You can do different meditations with guided meditations where they actually tell you what to do. One of the things that I love to do for meditation is yoga nidra. And yoga nidra is like a an active meditation where you basically lie down, but then you are in meditation, but you don't fall asleep. You know, it's just, it's, um, it's a little bit different. It's really fantastic. And by the way, an app I recently bought is called Down Dog and they have Yoga Nidra on there. And actually, if you buy the yoga app, it's hundred bucks Australian for a year. It's super cheap. Then you can also get um, access to the meditations that they have on there as well. Insight Timer is really good. Hay House Unlimited Radio is one of my favorite investments, best investments ever. Also through the Afterlight podcast here, I have so many meditations as well. Just literally search meditations. They're all there for you. They're all free. And then also Hay House has meditations, has a podcast on meditations as well. So there's so many different meditations that you can do. One meditation you might enjoy actually that just came to me is a candle meditation. So what you do is you light a candle and you look at the flame and you focus on the flame, focus on the flame, and then you close your eyes. And you know when you stare at a bright light and then you close your eyes, you can still see the light in your head, in your imagination, but really in your head, and then eventually it fades. Well, that's what you would do with the candlelight. You would actually look at the candlelight until it fades in your head. You'd open it, look at the candlelight again, close it down, open it, and just repeat that as long as you want. You can have some soft music, like some Hertz music, H-E-R-T-Z, in the background. Uh, just anything that's going to help you to feel relaxed and to come to the moment, right? To get out of your head and to be into the now. Okay, number 11 is going to be yoga. So yoga is probably for me one of the biggest saviors of my life. Now, since I got George last year, and if you don't know who George is, what? <laughs> George is the um, mascot of the Afterlight podcast, and he's my puppy. He's a year old now, but I guess that's still a puppy. Anyway, my really got out of my yoga practice when I got him. I had a really difficult time, I guess, prioritizing yoga, and 
and working him into my life at the same time. It sounds ridiculous, but anyway, I'm back on track with down dogs really helped me to get back on track. And my body is trying to figure out what we used to be able to do, but we're getting there. However, when I do yoga, I find that it grounds me and it brings me into the moment and out of my mind. And that's really the whole focus of this this practice for me is a lot about being in my body, feeling my body, being in the moment, quieting my mind. So if you are dealing with anxiety, give yoga a chance, seriously. And if you like, if you're thinking to yourself, girl, I've tried yoga before. It didn't work for me. Well, that's okay. There are lots of different types of yoga styles. There are lots of different types of teachers. And sometimes if your body is stiff, like my body is pretty stiff at the moment, it's really difficult to do some yoga. So it's about going slow. It's about being compassionate with yourself. It's about honoring your journey. And it's about giving it a go. So down dog, what I like about down dog, really I should be an affiliate, but I'm not. So I make no money from this endorsement, okay? But um, one of the things that I love about them is you can choose the length of time that you want to do your practice. You can choose the voice that you listen to. You can choose your level. You can choose your um, the amount of instruction that you want. You can choose the background music and you can choose the length of time if I didn't already say that and the style. So it's really one of the best apps I've seen and it's just such a relaxing thing. I just wake up in the morning, I get my mat going, I put my candles on, I put them on, I you know, light my candles, I light some incense or I light, you know, a herb bundle or something like that. I've got my essential oils and I just do my practice and it's really a beautiful way of starting out the day. And then what I've also started doing after I do my yoga is I do a yoga nidra session as well as my meditation and you can do that all through that app as well. So yes, give it a go seriously. And if you're out of practice, I totally know where you're at. Okay, I used to do some really cool poses and I don't think I could even attempt them right now because I'm so just not in my yoga vibe and my body forgets how it how it's supposed to do things. But it's okay. I'm being compassionate and kind of myself. I got a puppy. I got out of the practice. I got out of the habit and now I'm back. And so you can be back too. Okay, number 12, crystals. I feel like crystals, I need some sort of shiny effect, but I could do it in post, I guess. Pretend I've come back here and I put in some shiny, like, ding, 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 beautiful crystal sound. Okay, so um, for me, I love working with crystals. I love elementals. I love working with the crystal kingdom. Uh, one of the things I will say is that not all crystals work for all people. So you really want to honor what's going to work for you. And if you get a crystal, I've got one girlfriend, she's got, uh, I gave her a suggestion to get a specific kind of crystal and it gave her a headache. And so one of my guests before said maybe it wasn't sourced properly. That could be one reason, but maybe it just didn't resonate with her. So that's okay. So it's about really paying attention to what crystals are going to resonate with you. Now, one thing that you could do you could go to a crystal shop. You could pay attention to all the crystals there. You could feel them and you could see which ones resonate with you. Or you can also just Google what crystals you can use for grounding and see if any of those colors really or shapes or forms, energies really speak to you. And then you can go and invest in one of those. So my favorite crystal to ground is hematite. And I know somebody who doesn't like hematite at all. So there you go. So I love hematite. Some other crystals that you can use that are really powerful for grounding include black obsidian, 
shungite, uh, red jasper, smoky quartz, black tourmaline, a lot of the black crystals. Some people even use petrified wood. It's going to be a really good one as well. One of the things I will say as well is when you get your crystal, you really want to make sure you clear it and you cleanse it. Okay, and I'm not going to do a whole show on that right now, but there's lots of guests such as Vanessa Lambert, who's been on the show, who's talked a lot about crystals and how to take care of them. Go back, check out that episode. It's really good. Just type in literally Vanessa or crystals into search and you'll find it. She talks a lot about as well where to position crystals in your house to make sure that they're happy. (laughs) A happy crystal is a... Uh, I was trying to come up with some inspiring motivational speech there. A happy crystal is a good crystal, is a powerful crystal. Uh, But one thing that I will say to you is that getting a herb bundle is really good. And then using the smoke to clear and cleanse the crystal is a really easy way of just doing that. You don't have to worry about whether or not this crystal can go in water and, and all these sort of things. You can just cleanse it with the smoke. It's a great way to get started. Okay, number 13, Bach flower or bush flower. So I first heard of this a couple years ago. Bach flower, B-A-C-H, is uh, made out of flowers. And um, in one of the books I read called, uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on this. For some reason, it's Al Koran's book. And he's basically talks about, he's got an entire chapter just on the power of flowers. It's so wonderful. And he talks about the flowers being fifth dimension and that they're really empowering and really powerful. And one of the things that I will say from him is that, um, or not from him, but in relation to Bach flower, is that the idea of Bach flower is that they use the extracts from flowers to help you, but they also help heal your emotions too. So I use Bach flower a lot for anxiety. So you can buy it. It's most commonly known as rescue remedy. You can get it pretty much in any of the the chemists in Australia, the pharmacies in North America or wherever you're listening, rescue remedy, give it a Google. And then there's lots of other companies that use Bach flower as well. They use the Bach flower recipes and they make their own interpretations of it. So just check it out. Google B-A-C-H Bach flower and you'll find something that works for you. I've recently bought a lot of bush flower, which is a similar idea. They use herbs and flowers from the Australian outback. So this bush flower site that I use, they ethically source their herbs and their flowers and they make all these beautiful remedies. You just put a couple of drops in your water, a couple of drops under your tongue. There's a variety of different ones from anything from being clear to calm, to feeling energetic, to feeling clear in your head, to feeling inspired and abundant. There are so many different things that you can use bush flower remedies for. I would really recommend you check them out. Um, Yes. So that's my thoughts on that. Okay. Number 14. This is the last one, but I actually have a bonus one as well, which isn't, I almost feel like I'm going to change it up. The bonus one's now going to become this one. And the other one is going to become the bonus one. So number 14, box breathing. So I've mentioned breathing before, but coming back to your breath is really, really important. Okay. Coming back to your breath allows you to get out of your head for a moment and into your body. So box breathing is really breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, holding for four. So one of the reasons why you want to do this is it's just going to automatically help you with your anxiety right away. In for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four, in for four. Now, obviously, 
You don't want to put yourself in any situation where you don't feel good while you're doing this. If you um, notice you're feeling worse or stressed or anything like that, that's okay. Just go back to your normal breath. Maybe this option isn't for you. Uh, obviously, seek seek your doctor out if you think that this is something that you want additional feedback on. But box breathing really is a really helpful way of coming into your body and getting out of your head, which is really going to help you deal with your anxiety. And then finally, the bonus one, this is number 15, bonus one is call on your angels and your spirit guides for support. So remember, you don't have to live life alone. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened up to this point, you're probably a spiritual thinker and you're probably, you know, interested in self-development and how you can be in the best version of yourself. Sorry if I put a lot on you just then, but you don't have to do it alone. You have spirit guides, you have angels, you have guardian angels, you have totem animals, you have all these beings that you can see and unseen that are there, that are in your corner, that are supporting you every step of the way. And all you need to do is just say, hey, can you please help me out with my anxiety? Show me what to do. Help me work through this. And they will. So that's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, follow me over on Instagram and on Facebook. Thank you so much for sharing all the episodes with your friends. It means so much. Sometimes I think, uh, do people want this show anymore? But I know you do, and it means a lot to me, and that's why I keep showing up for you. So I hope you like it. And if you ever want me to do an episode on anything that you want to hear me ramble about, I'd love to hear it. Just send me a message or uh, email me, and uh, I will have a really strong think about it. If I can add value, then you're in. And if I can't, then I will hopefully find a guest who can. (laughs) Okay, thanks a lot. See ya. Bye. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.